1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, the senior editor behind the steel Curtain.com, with you for a special episode of the Steelers QA. That's right, you have questions, we have answers. And joining me tonight is Kyle Kreiss, all the way on the West Coast. What's up, Kyle?
0: What is up? Yeah, still daylight over here. I guess oh, well, I guess it's still daylight everywhere, I guess.
1: It is. It is. It's still it's really throwing me off, but it's still daylight. And uh, I'm excited to do a show with you for the first time. You've got the sort of pseudo, shisty hood, George Pickens going on. I don't know what you call that. It's different than mine.
0: I don't know what you call it. I think this is a redneck preventer. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's something redneck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> for those that are listening in audio, you have no clue, but you got to find us on YouTube. All you got to do is search BTSC Steelers Radio. You can find our channel or follow us on Facebook. Just search behind the steel curtain and you'll find us there. This is a show that is a little bit shorter. It's only about 30 minutes in length. You ask the questions. We'll deliver the answers. Now, Kyle might not answer because he says on his show all the time that not every opinion is valid, that you listeners are idiots and that you shouldn't, you know... Have an opinion on the Steelers at all, but Kyle, will you answer the questions? I guess that's the first question we well, have to
0: ask. That's yeah, we'll have to see what some of these questions are. You know, are they are they worthy? Sometimes the question answers itself in the question. That's so
1: true. that's true. <laughs> I like Southside Doc said that your uh, hood is a knockoff of mine. Maybe you got yours down at the Strip District or something
0: like that. <laughs> this did come in a uh, this came in a three pack. If that tells you anything, so. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. All right. So the question that we're going to start off with as people start to file in and join the live chat. And remember, if you have a question, go ahead and fire away. We'll get to it as soon as we can. Is There's 30 days as of Monday until the Steelers report to St. Vincent College for uh, since 2019 for training camp. Before we even go any further, Kyle, I got to ask you, do you think that's significant, them going back to St. Vincent? Yes or no?
0: Definitely that dorm you know, kind of atmosphere is just. It's, I mean, it can't. It can't hurt. It certainly sounds fun. You know, <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. Well, who would you want a room with if you had a choice? Uh, you can pick one on offense and one on defense. You have to share a room. This isn't like uh, the apartment style where you have your own like section. You gotta. You're gonna be bellied up bed to bed with somebody. Who is it?
0: I think I want Chase Claypool. I think although uh, really? although I kind I might want to I might want to bump with uh, Mace just to kind of. <laughs> just kind of chop it up with him after uh, camp each day, what, what, how he's feeling.
1: You think he'd give you the, the carbon cutout answers that he did on, like, you know, when he was on Jim Rome? And...
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I want to see his personality because, you know, he's out there on the dating scene and everything, and yeah. and, and they make these jokes about how he's this handsome single guy, so I do want to, I do want to see the real Mace.
1: What about on defense? Who would you uh, room with
0: there? Uh, I think Cam would be fun. Uh... Yeah, I think I'd go. I, you got to go Cam Hayward. Although, I don't know. I think TJ would not be fun. I think so he might. Was,
1: that's what I was going to ask you. Who was the one player that you were like, I'm not rooming with that guy? Because that guy would be no fun on none. Like, who is. You think it's TJ?
0: I think TJ. He's probably in bed early, you know, strictly oatmeal in the fridge, in the mini fridge. So,
1: protein shakes and oatmeal. That's always yeah. eating 24 hours a day. So, that's very good. Uh, Let's ask you the next question while we wait for some people to give us some of theirs. Do you think the Steelers are done making moves up until training camp, or do you see another addition or two before they report?
0: I mean, I really think that there would be another tackle in the mix at some point. But I don't know really know who's out there. But I would think if, any, if there's any uh, room that could use you know one more person, would might be the, the tackles.
1: Yeah, running back is one that a lot of people bring up. They think that they need to add another running back. There's also the cornerbacks that, you know, they don't have a number one cornerback and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I personally don't think they're going to add anyone. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying that until the season starts. I think when the season starts, they absolutely could be adding someone, whether they get cut from another team, if there's an injury. But up until training camp, I think they're going to just kind of pump the brakes. Let's wait and see you know what you people are really commenting on our on our head (laughs) at this point all right um so this is the q a in case you're just joining us you can fire away in whether it's facebook or on youtube just fire away those questions and we will get those up as soon as possible um you know someone brought up that it would be fun to room with pat firemuth and zach gentry because if you have you seen the little bromance that those guys have going on i think it's hysterical what are your thoughts
0: yeah, that's like Perfect Strangers. I mean, that's an old-school reference for the fans a, here. But,
1: yeah, you know,
0: it's like the two of them. And, you know, Pat is a big guy, but next to Zach, he looks just like – he looks like he should be playing basketball. You know, that dude is yeah. a monster.
1: Um, it's Kusin Leri. and Valky. Larry Aploton. <laughs> all right so here's a question from uh we're just gonna say joseph i'm not trying that last name do you think they will wait for other teams to cut players and then sign them so if they do make an addition do you think they're gonna wait because remember there's a wave of cuts after every preseason game leading up until final cuts to get to the 53 what do you think kyle
0: it's gonna all depend on injuries you know it's that that seems to always be the uh unknown factor of these camps and those 90, I, you know, I, I, unless, unless someone like super, some kind of superstar is cut, some kind of like shocking veteran is yeah. cut, but otherwise it'll just be kind of based on injuries, I think.
1: Uh, no, I I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be based on that. Here's an interesting one you're going to want to like to talk about this one, and that is from Todd. He said, waiting to see Mason finally get traded. And then the follow up question who and when does Mason get traded to? Do you really think that Mason Rudolph is going to be traded?
0: I I I look at the QB room and I say I want all three of those guys because I don't see Oladokun being on the fifty three roster and you know unless he's some freak of nature but I see you want you need all three and some people say it's disrespectful to Mason to have him just be like the the inactive quarterback every week but hey that, you know there's worse roles out there and we're just we, we've seen it with the duck season uh it's you're just a snap away a snap at any given point point. and you know two it's always good to have two quarterbacks why not have three well if you i mean if you can trade Mason for a fifth rounder sure you know but if you're just trying to get a seventh rounder or if you just have to cut him yeah. what's the what, may as well keep him on the roster
1: yeah well that brings up the next question which is okay so let's say they keep all three who's your game day inactive is it your first round draft pick the
0: 20th overall pick can he pick it maybe that maybe for that first month maybe i mean Jeez, if that's what it has tough. to be i know that hey i know you're you want you want kenny starting week one snap one so
1: Heck yes because if he does that and he earns it then the steelers have their next guy like how exciting is that i mean well, I, love, if that's- I love mitch I, I think he'd be great but if he can prove it i'm not saying that like, again it shouldn't be given to kenny pickett he's got to earn it and if he does then it's a no-brainer to me.
0: Nope. Hey, if, if that's the situation on week one, then that's great. And if Mason sits 18 weeks, uh, I think that's, from the Steelers, it's the best-case scenario. You Absolutely. know, maybe not Mason's, but then again, if you just have to sit there and collect your, whatever, $5 million, I don't know what it is, you know, like, five not, five not a bad months. gig.
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> There's certain players in the NFL that I've always called my financial heroes. The players that never play, but yet— Uh, Matt Flynn was my first one if you remember Matt Flynn he threw for four touchdowns with the Green Bay Packers in relief of Aaron Rodgers back in maybe 2011 and he got this huge deal with Seattle as a free agent and then Russell Wilson beats him out he's a free agent again he gets another big deal from Oakland the Raiders and then Derek Carr beats him out the dude made I think over $10 million in two contracts and never played. Like, that's a – what a hero. Like, that – people talk about Bobby Bonilla in baseball. Yeah, that, That's like Matt Flynn in the NFL. Well,
0: close on the Steelers' side, close, I think, is Max Starks, who got tagged two seasons in a row when he could have been yes. cut if things had gone a certain yes. way, you know? so
1: Because Landry Jones, he hung around for a while. And then you think about – well, but he played some. Like, Brian St. Pierre never played. I don't remember him ever starting. He might have had one start in his career. He made made a couple mil. Good for him. Hey. All right, here's the next question from the state of the Steelers. How likely does Miles Boykin make the 53? What do you think?
0: I mean, I you know, I I see him as a special teams only contribution. I don't think he's gonna be in the wide out room, but I think he might be uh, you know, next to maybe Derek Carr. Uh he might be and I mean Derek Watt, he might be your best special teamer out there. You know, Miles Boykin, if he's just the special teams contributor. I think that's a that's a respectful role for him.
1: Special teams is very important, and it's always been important. It was important with Bill Cower. It's important with Mike Tomlin. They will keep players if they give them value there. So Anthony Miller. Let's say it's between Boykin and Miller. If Miller doesn't even play special teams, there's your nod to Boykin, in my opinion, because they're going to bring you about the same. I think that's a I think it's a good chance that Boykin makes the fifty-three, unless. He pulls a Dante Moncrief and cannot catch the football. So we'll see. Uh, Just me asked, who will be our preseason games quarterback? Great question. And I wrote this article for the website a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. And it was the fact that this is the first year for the Steelers that they only have three preseason games. Last year they had four because of the Hall of Fame game. And so they were able to kind of go through a normal preseason schedule. Game one, no starters really play. Game three is the final dress rehearsal. Now with only 3 and then you have no set in stone quarterback, how are you deploying the quarterbacks in the preseason Kyle?
0: I guess from what we've seen so far, it's the you know Mitch gets the first reps. Uh I mean Mason has been getting the second reps. Uh I, you know, are you going to get all four in the game? I don't I don't even, you know, if you're Chris Oladokun, maybe you get uh that third game? I you know, I just don't I don't know how exactly I don't see all four getting reps in the preseason. I see kind of the same uh, order we've seen so far, you know, until we see otherwise, that is probably going to be the order.
1: And it is worth noting, because I went back and looked last year, game three, game four for the Steelers, game three for everyone else was against Carolina. Sam Darnold was the starting quarterback for the Panthers at the beginning of the season last year. He played like the whole first half. They used that game as kind of like their final dress rehearsal. So I'm thinking that, and I've always gone back to this, what else do we need to see of Mason Rudolph? The guy's played more preseason snaps in four years than maybe anyone ever has. I want to see Kenny Pickett and Trubisky out there, give Mason Rudolph some second half time, and then get Oladoku in the fourth quarter, and then you, you can switch that around however you want. I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be an interesting aspect here. Steelers the offense does. is so
0: young. You know, if you if yeah. you let the offense play more snaps, you know, that makes more sense. They're so young. But maybe the defense, maybe not so much. Uh, you they, know, I don't know.
1: They, there's a lot to watch out for in this preseason. It's actually exciting. Steelers Freak says, well, Chris Boswell's contract, if he gets a new one, have a no-trick <laughs> play clause. Uh, well, yeah, because – He's not the best. He did have a trick play that was successful. People forget about the touchdown pass to Alejandro Villanueva in Denver a few years ago. Didn't pan out last year in Cleveland. We'll just put it that way.
0: You know, as as bad as that play was, uh, if you look back at it, man, he shows poise in that moment. He doesn't just fling it and and he doesn't panic. (laughs) He stays in there. He takes his lumps. Uh, You know, it's... yeah, Boswell may have earned his contract with that botched play. Maybe. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> still, to me though, it was it was an illegal hit. That that hit he hit him right in the chin. Hell, I don't care who it is, what play it is. There's a passer. The football should have been flagged. It wasn't. I'm not shocked. Felicia, she says uh, or asks, "How does uh, does Tomlin keep his non losing season going, and do you see an actual playoff run in 2022?" Well. Kyle Christ is the leader of the Mike Tomlin fan club, so I think I know what he's going to say, but go ahead, answer the question.
0: I mean, why would you bet against history at this point, you know, to say, like, this is the year that uh, Tomlin has a losing record? So I don't see it happening, uh, and therefore, because of that, all you really need is a 500 record, basically, to, to make the playoffs, so I think a winning record gets the Steelers in the playoff race. And then who knows? You know, it's I always say the playoffs, it's a zero-sum game. Only one team wins, you know, so everyone else is disappointed. Uh, whether you get knocked out by the Jags in the first round or you get knocked out by the Pats in the championship game, it's still going to be a disappointment. So, and, and anything can happen. But getting to the playoffs is the name of the game, and that's why the non-losing season's record is significant you need to have the winning season to make the playoffs to make the super bowl to get the spider that wiggled and jiggled inside her. uh you <laughs> know
1: i i think it'll continue <laughs> i don't think the steelers are going to be as bad as the seven and a half over under that is set by most books right now i think it's really low um i think that i think it will continue playoffs maybe it, it, there's a couple stretches of the season that are like a gauntlet. They're, they're going to have to navigate their way through. I hope they don't unleash hell, but I hope they do well. Southside Doc, he said, asked what trait or aspect of play is going to win the quarterback competition. Now, this is an interesting question, Kyle. When you're you're trying to nail it down to one trait, what is it that gives you the nod?
0: Well, I think if it if it's if Kenny is going to be QB1, I think the trait is going to be above-the-neck decisions, you know, playmaking making decisions um, for... I guess that's for all... I guess for Mitch, too. I guess it's going to be the decision-making because, uh, you know, the, the O-line is still pretty young. You're not going to have five seconds to analyze the field. It's still going to be two to three seconds, and we've got to get rid of it. So, I think it'll be above-the-neck decisions.
1: Yeah, for... For Kenny Pickett, if he's going to be the guy, and and let me try to label this in a way, they have to have, in my opinion, the it factor. And the it factor is almost impossible to put into words or even in the written form what that is. But that it factor is, what you can see it. You saw it with Ben Roethlisberger, even as a rookie. His first start down in Miami, that pass to Ben, to Heinz Ward in the corner in a hurricane, that was that it factor. And you're like, wow, man, that guy's got it. I have a feeling you're gonna see that or you won't from all three of these quarterbacks this preseason. It's gonna be really interesting to see everything I talk. I look, I don't watch college football. I'm not a Pitt Panther fan. I don't watch any college football. But you talk to people that covered Kenny Pickett at Pitt, and they all that's all they say is he's got it. He's that competitor. He's he's a smart player. We'll see. That's for me. And that's kind of a cop out, by the way. You asked for a trait, and I said an A. <laughs> <laughs> A, not, something you can't visually, like, you can't. It's not immeasurable, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, here we go. Sherry Richards from Facebook says, "Who do you think the starters are on the offensive line and at what position?" Let's go from left tackle to right tackle. What do you got, Kyle?
0: All right. Well, Dan Moore Jr. Uh, left tackle. Yep. I think left guard. I mean, you know, I guess it'll be Dotson. It doesn't seem, you know, it seems like the battle is going to be between Dotson and Green over there. Uh, no reason to think that. Dotson has regressed, uh, in, in the third season. Um, now we got center and right guard are our new guys, right? Uh, Daniels and Cole. Yep. Um, and uh, right tackle of course is, uh, Chooks. Yep. Um, you know, green, obviously will get a spot. Then it'll be kind of curious after that. You know, is, uh, is LeGlue going to get a spot? You know, is uh, a lot of guys can play center. You know, is, is uh, Hassenhauer going to be expendable? Maybe. Um... I always
1: forget about LeGlue. Like I literally always forget about it. I talk about Joe Haig. I talk about Chaz Green. I talk about, I think it's Trenton Scott is the guy they signed right before minicamp. I, th- I think about all these players, and then someone's like, oh, what about LeGlue? And I'm like, oh my gosh, totally forgot about LeGlue. It's going to be the backups. Interior, I like their interior depth the tackle position like you mentioned earlier when i asked you is there going to be an addition that's probably where brian you know unless unless
0: uh, zach banner comes back around wouldn't that be you know i don't know
1: oh no no thanks i'll just put it that way (laughs) i like zach banner as a guy but i mean my gosh the guy can't stay healthy to save his life brian brown says will olshevsky gunner olshevsky return kicks or will calvin austin the third who goes by cal by the way um who do you think would return kicks there
0: I mean, we brought, we, you know, the Steelers signed the guy from the Patriots just to return kicks, right? You would think that he's going to have, uh, Gunner's going to have the fast track there. However, you know, I'll, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I th- believe that Calvin Austin III it might have a tricky path to the 53 as a rookie Ooh. because uh, there's just not going to be enough offensive snaps now. So if he can get... On the field as a returner, kind of like AB did that rookie year. You know, maybe that's a way that Austin beats out Gunner for that spot because you know rookies typically for the Steelers don't contribute. You know, until the, the second month of the season. You know, like even Martavius Bryant was inactive for seven weeks. You know, uh, you know AB and Manny Sanders they were both never active at the same time. So I just don't see George Pickens and Calvin Austin contributing early in the season. And so I I think someone like an Anthony Miller or Boykin might have a, a path to the 53 that way.
1: That's an interesting take. I think he makes the team. I, but I always go back to this. How important is a kick returner in today's football anymore? The kickoffs are basically null and void. You might as well, I could stand out there and do what they do. They watch it sail over their head and run off the field. Like seriously. So kickoff returns, not really that important punt returns. Can Calvin Austin be a change of pace type of returner is Gunnar Olszewski. Maybe your everyday returner, but then when you need a spark, you put him out there. I've always said this. I loved it. When San Antonio Holmes, he had given up punt return duties, but they would put him out there when they knew it was a long kick. They had a return possibility and he, they would, he 20, did some damage. He did some damage there. And Antonio Brown was that way when he was turning into the wide receiver that we know. I think that if you're Gunnar Olszewski, if you can't win that job and you signed a two year deal, your job is on the line. Like if he doesn't, if he's not the returner, he he could get cut. And I I think Cal, Calvin Austin III, he's got a, I think he's a lock to make the 53. But if he can return kicks and you're like, well, why do we have this Gunnar guy? I don't know. We'll see. I don't put too much stock in that. Do you remember? Could you tell me who the last person was to return a kick for the Steelers?
0: For a touchdown, less than person return. Yeah,
1: it was a punt, by the way.
0: Oh, um, I mean, I don't know. Hayward Bay. I could, I can't tell you.
1: Deontay Johnson against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona.
0: Well, that's the the thing. You know, it's It's like sometimes your your best. Sometimes (laughs) your best player uh makes a good returner we saw that with a b but they're afraid of injuries but you know maybe uh maybe you don't live in your fears there so much
1: (laughs) if antonio brown didn't do special teams you would never have the gif of him kicking a cleveland brown punter in the face which is awesome anyways all right let's get to the next question southside doc asks another one is the defense currently overrated or underrated
0: i think this might be a fair question actually because uh you know, statistically, we had Steelers had one of the worst seasons defensively, uh, statistically last season. But you know, uh, fans are excited. You know, Minka signed. Miles Jack is in town. Uh, you know, everyone thinks that this D is going to bounce back. But may you know, especially the run D, n- nothing's been proven yet that this D is going to bounce back. So maybe maybe they are a little overrated, at least in the in the hype. You know, in the fans' eyes, right now, maybe, maybe.
1: Wow, overrated. With the defensive player of the year on the roster and Cam Hayward, a perennial All-Pro, and Minka Fitzpatrick, another perennial All-Pro, overrated.
0: Well, let's see. Let's see them stop a hundred-yard uh, runner. You know, let's see that. Let's see that happen. Well, in well,
1: the... Let me ask you a follow-up to that. Then, have they done enough so far, in your opinion, to improve the run defense? Whether it's, you know, bolstering the line with Larry. Ogunjobi, I think I said that correctly. I probably missed. <laughs> probably missed it. I call him Larry on Let's Ride just to make it simpler. Um, bringing him in, you're hoping for a big jump from Isaiah Loudermilk, Chris Wormley. Like, did they do enough? In your opinion,
0: I think so. You know, I think they did everything they could. They could. You know, they they didn't. They you know, t- in the past, Steelers were kind of cheap when it came to free agency. No, maybe not so in the last five years, but they certainly uh, didn't hesitate to go after anyone or everyone that they wanted across, you know, from the O line to the secondary, uh, to the defensive line, but you know, Hey, it's still unproven. Tyson is 35. Uh, Larry is, you know, we don't, is he healthy? Unknown? Um, you know, uh, Warmly, maybe untested as a as a as a full time starter there. So let's uh, you know let's hold some let's stop some runs. Well, you know that, that doesn't mean that Steelers won't win games and give up and can still give up poorest uh, run stats, but. To say that is the defense overrated, underrated right now? I think everyone is expecting a return to the you know 2008 defense, and uh, let's just let's just let's just wait you, and see. You pump
1: the brakes on that. I don't think that they're <laughs> overrated. Maybe in the fans' eyes, like you said, I, I think that they've got to go back to LeBeau's style, and that is you have to make a team one dimensional. And if you can't do that, you're going to struggle. And that's it was Dick LeBeau's ma- mantra every time he was with the Steelers was you got to stop the run, force them to throw, make them put them in obvious passing situations, and if they can do that he will have a good success. We'll see. Um, even Brady. That was
0: a plan even yeah. for someone like Brady, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Brady. Freaking Brady. Sorry. <laughs> Don't get me started on that guy. Um, we have a We got a lot of questions. Let's try to get through these quickly. Todd asked another one told. Um, I'm sorry. Wrong one. Sherry Richards. I think UG three gets cut. If Mark Robinson can excel on special teams. What do you think? The inside linebacker position is another position. Very deep. Not necessarily quality depth, but very deep. What do you think about Mark Robinson making the team?
0: You know, I, I, I'm I'm guessing that he could be a practice squad guy. That wouldn't be a horrible place for a guy who hasn't played a linebacker for more than twelve months or something. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. Between UG three and Marcus Allen, uh, uh, Buddy Johnson, Spillane. Spillane, there's just so many of these kind of uh, there's like they're special teams guys. They're not necessarily starter. You know, they're backups uh it's you know yeah if a ug3 goes or a marcus allen goes because of someone like mark robinson okay you know so be it that's that's uh, that happened that's you know that's the nfl
1: yeah ug3 never really made an impact outside of special teams so that's when i look at it and say this is going to be a special teams battle if mark robinson is the more prolific special teams player younger cheaper there you go i mean it sometimes it comes down to something as simple as that so we'll see uh, here's another question about the defense. Oliver Wood, with everyone healthy, will DeMarvin Leal, third-round pick out of Texas A&M, be active on game days? This is really interesting. And then there was a second question about, you know, who would be the odd man out on the defensive line, and that was from Shaquille Gregory on Facebook. So let's talk about the D-line a little bit. Does Leal, we, well, he makes the team. He's not getting cut. He's a third-round draft pick. But does he get a helmet on game days? And if they decide to go with only six, I doubt it. Who's the odd man out? What do you think?
0: I, I I would guess that Liao would not get the helmet. To, it, it, you know, it, it's just looking at the numbers, right? Because you've got Cam, you've got Loudermilk, you've got Tyson, you've got Adams. Uh, you know, Mond. Yeah, I see Steelers freak saying Mondo. I think Mondo could be uh, maybe he's the getting, odd one he's out. Not
1: making the team.
0: Although he does contribute on special teams. So if They're they true. keep that seventh guy, maybe Danny Smith gets a say there. I don't well, know.
1: Let's talk about the seven. The seven are already known. I mean, you said Cam. Yeah. You said Tyson Alawalu, Chris Wormley, Larry, Montrevius Adams. Then you have uh, rookie DeMarvin Leal, and I can't believe – and Isaiah Loudermilk. You're not cutting Isaiah yeah. Mickey either. They traded up to get him. That's seven right there.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, – there's there's a lot – you know, gosh. There's, we got to have to stash someone on the practice squad. You know, between <laughs> inside linebackers, defensive line, ofen- offensive line, it's yeah. like –
1: and this is every year though and this is every team i feel like every fan base is like oh my gosh we got to stash these guys on our practice squad and then they clear waivers are like Nah, i guess no one else wanted them
0: <laughs> yeah that might be the connor hayward story you know don't be if don't be offended if he starts on the practice squad you know i know fans think he's gonna be the next pat Firemouth, but
1: i don't think that I think he could have a role, but I don't think he's the next Pat I and mean, That's a little different. Here we go. Ali asked a question. Question. Did everyone think Tomlin was lying when he said he wanted a veteran quarterback? Here we go, Mitch. What do you think about that? So Tomlin has said a lot of stuff between the, <laughs> every time he speaks in the Pivot podcast, which I know you listen to. Uh, what do you think about Tomlin's comments about the quarterback position?
0: Um, I think that, I mean, I don't know. The, the, you know, the question was: was is it is he was he lying about a vet? I don't know. Well, I mean,
1: think I think he was saying essentially this is why the Steelers are going to go with Mitch because he said he didn't want a rookie. He doesn't want to start over. He wants a veteran. You buying it?
0: I buy. You know, I, you know, if he if if you know he's got the resume. We always talk about resume and what the game that's on tape. And Mitch has certainly put it on tape. Uh, I think a lot of these questions will answer themselves at camp. You know, all, in, all the all the speculation in June because, you know, that's all we've seen so far is, is these OTAs. So I think this will be an easy question to answer once we've all seen the games in August.
1: Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's see here. I'm trying to get all caught up. Um Here we go. Felicia, do the Steelers keep the four brothers clan from the, for the, from the 53-man roster, or does the four pack get broken up? So the brothers are the Hayward brothers. The Watt brothers, the Davis brothers, and the Edmonds brothers. Okay, so let's go one by one here. Watt brothers, I think they're safe. You agree?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Derek is the special teams captain. I think that's enough said. I think, and and I think, I think that role's safe.
1: Okay. Next, let's go with uh, the Edmonds brothers, Trey and Terrell. I think this gets broken up. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't know how this running back room is gonna end up, you know, it's uh, but if it but that could easily be uh you know, a broken brotherhood there. I could see that, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think Trey's gone. The Hayward brothers, Connor and Cam. Now this is interesting. I think they're both staying, but you might go a different way. If if
0: Connor ends up on the practice squad, uh, you know, I don't I just I don't think that's a tragedy. You know, it's it's uh you know, it's, it might be inevitable. It, you know, I don't think he's going to get picked off from another team. Uh, if he makes the 53, awesome. If, he, yeah. if he's on the practice squad, you know, it's not a freak out. I think,
1: they, I think they're both in. And then lastly is the Davis brothers, Khalil and Carlos. What do you think about that?
0: Maybe they're – could they both be on the practice squad? I, you
1: know. <laughs> they could. I think they both get cut, I'll tell you that. I don't know if they make it to the practice squad, but I, think they, I don't think they have a spot on the team.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there's that's there's so much depth there, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, I agree.
1: All right, let's go to Facebook here. PJ asked, "Do you think Devin Bush will be the starter opposite of Miles Jack? If not, who will it be? How do you see the inside linebackers starting duo?"
0: You know, I kind of disagree with Merrill Hodge out there who thinks that Robert Spillane is the best linebacker in the room. But um, Merrill
1: Hodge has been hitting the head a lot. We'll just put it that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, Miles, Jack, and in Bush, I see. You know, it seems to seems to be it seems to make sense. It seems to be common sense. I don't. You know, some people are saying that Bush won't get the dots or whatever. Okay, fine. You know, uh, so be it. But yeah, that those seems to be the two guys, right?
1: I think the one thing that fans are making a mistake of is they're trying to put this year's roster into last year's personnel groupings and defensive coordinator. It's a new defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, and then you throw in the influence of Brian Flores. Things could look totally different. I wrote an article about the secondary and how Cam Sutton had some really interesting quotes from OTAs when he said they're working on matching up these cornerbacks. It's going to look different. There's going to be a lot of substitutions. We as fans haven't seen it yet, so we are sitting here trying to talk about it, and that's what we do. I get it, but at the same time, we don't know. So Devin Bush and Miles Jack, will they play together? Maybe they won't. Maybe Devin Bush will be out there in certain sub packages. Miles Jack have his sub packages as well. It could be totally different and unique. All right, let's get a few more in here. Brian Brown asked, do you think James Pierre will ever get another shot at making the starting secondary? He got that shot last year, did not pan out and confidence shattered. What are your thoughts?
0: As, as the roster sits right now, I think he will be, you know, on the 53. Um, if they would, you know, if they bring in another corner, you know, you know, like a, like a, just a Joe Hayden, for instance, or something, you know, maybe he's in jeopardy there, but it, you know, it's what it, it's going to be, I guess it's going to be probably between Pierre and Justin Lane, maybe, you know, Justin Lane plays a little more special teams. I don't think James Pierre plays any special teams. Oh, he does.
1: So. He's a really, he's a really good gunner.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so. Yeah, so maybe. So, yeah.
1: We'll see. We will see. Um, Steelers freak asked a question. You kind of brought up when talking about inside linebackers, who gets the green dot. I read Jack had trouble with it. That was a report that came from pretty sure it was the Tribune review. Uh, they interviewed a Jacksonville Jaguars beat writer. And he said, every time the coaching staff in Jacksonville wanted to give miles, Jack, the green dot, which you are the leader of the defense, getting everyone lined up. He struggled. He was overthinking kind of paralysis by analysis. Um, I'm not sure. I have no clue. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't know either, and and, and it's it's kind of unclear exactly how the communication with that works. Uh, you know, it seems like Vince Williams was probably was was good at it. He excelled at communicating. You know, I don't know why someone like Minka, uh, who kind of has a wider view of the field, isn't maybe someone who could dot it up and communicate some of those things. Uh, I don't know exactly how that works.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it's. it's- it is kind of weird that you know, only one player can have it on the field. They hear the communication from the coaches and up until I think, I don't know how many seconds it is before the snap of the play. And then they got to go. I think it's rare to see a safety to have it. You're definitely not going to have a defensive lineman. You're not going to have Cam Hayward, you know, who has no idea what's going on behind him and he's focused on his task. So we'll see, but um, all right, we are at, th- we're, this is like a 30 minute show. So we're about done. Kyle, this is a good chance for you to plug yourself both on social media and your podcast that you're doing. Let everyone know where to find you.
0: Well, you know, every Thursday right here on Behind the Steel Curtain, it's what Jen's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. Uh, Yeah, we we take all your toxic takes and spit them back at (laughs) you. It is a lot of
1: fun. It's a funny show. And like I always said, we try to give you something different with every single show and it, that is the most unique Steelers podcast out there that I've ever heard. Uh, it's hysterical. It's fun. Um, and yeah, so give it a shot. It's Aww. like you said, third, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thursday at noon. Uh, that is when what Ian's talking about. You can catch me on the audio side of let's ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, as well as on the Steelers preview, every Thursday, everyone that was a part of this Steelers Q and a, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook, thank you very much. We appreciate it and someone else two other guys will be hosting next week take it easy and go steal it